Hello, everybody, and welcome to River Chronicles, brought to you by RealTalkInc.com. I am your host, David Gonzalez, and I'm joined with today. Guys. What's up, G? How you doing? Uh, happy to uh, be watching what we're going to be watching. I know that everyone <laughs> that listens to our show is excited as well, because today we're doing our first ever commentary on one of the greatest films ever made. <laughs> Define great. Listen. I don't hate this movie like everyone else does. I, f- I fully admit that this is one of the worst movies ever ever made. But come on, man. You have one movie that's god-awful that I'm sure you love more than anything. I'm pretty sure I do, but this one's pretty bad. I mean, did, were you a fan of the show back in the 60s? No, I actually did like the show. I grew up watching it, and like, I, I totally you- get yeah, to say it's, what it's, Batman and Robin is, but uh, re- realistically, it's kind of like the same shit, except like Batman and Robin tried to be serious. Like, did it really? I don't know. I guess we'll just dis- we'll decide that in the next two hours. I don't know. Yeah, you can't go like full camp after three. Well, actually, I mean, I would count Batman Forever as being serious, but like after three semi-serious movies, and then be like, yeah, we're gonna go full camp. Yeah, full- I mean, I guess the reason <laughs> I look at it that way now, like twenty years later is because I I guess it's just become a guilty pleasure for me that I can't help but look at the good in it instead of just say, yeah, this movie's complete shit. Like, 20 years from now, we're not going to look at Fan4Stick and say, this is a guilty pleasure, because I don't know anyone that likes that shit. True. So, before we get started on the, on the movie, on the commentary... I have a. I took a couple of notes down. I did a little research on this movie, so m- maybe we can decipher on why it's so bad. Where did it go wrong? Where did it go wrong? So apparently, the movie was fast tracked for development because Batman Forever did so well. Yes. So about a year. Well, I think it was a year after we're already we're already in development of Batman and Robin. So can you imagine how fast that script was written? Right, so Batman Forever came out what ninety five? Ninety five, and then we're already in summer, summer night, late ninety six, and we're talking about Batman yeah. and Robin for ninety seven. So, and I and the movie was the movie was released June twentieth, ninety seven. So, right at the beginning of well, what 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 used to be the beginning of the summer summer blockbuster. Now it's like early March. I just remember it bombed so hard too. <laughs> I, re- I remember I remember seeing it in theaters and I was 10. No, I had just turned 11. And I don't know. I didn't hate it because I was 11. And then about, st- about five, six years later when I started taking film a little bit more serious, I watched it and I was like, this isn't as good as I thought it would was five, six years ago. It was my first experience of like, watching a movie and like the collective feeling of everyone in that theater was just like what the hell are we watching it was like and it started right away too it didn't it wasn't one of those things where it gradually got bad it was like it's already bad like the first like five minutes i'll go i'll go as far as to say as that the first line of the movie is where the problem begins when you use a line that worked in the last movie and you use it right at the beginning of the next movie it it just shows how lazy these writers were. I believe I'm not. Don't quote me on this, but like in earlier, like probably like a few years ago, I was reading a little bit about the movie, and the writer, the writer of this film, also wrote, I think, a beautiful mind. 
I mean, like, there are a lot of talented people behind it. Like, so I, like, so I don't, like, blame Joel Schumacher at all, because I actually like a lot of his movies. You know, he it was, this is a very, like, clearly a studio-driven film where they were like, hey, we want you to do this, because we need to sell this, and this is exactly... It was during you. an age where toys, the only thing that mattered was toys. Right. And toys... And so it's not his fault. I mean, he got blamed a lot for, like, why the movie was awful. It and makes, I guess it he makes... kind of takes blame for it, too. He's like, I was the director, and, like, you know, it does come down on me. But, like, if you're being told what to do by major studio, then, like, you know, it's kind of not your fault if it turns out the way it turned out. It made money, though. So it made 200... 238 worldwide. I mean, nowadays for a comic book movie, that's atrocious. That would but be horrible, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like a week. That's like three days for Marvel. But, I mean, in 97, when it wasn't so prevalent in, like, film with all these comic book films, I guess that's something. And, I mean, it only had a $125 million budget, so it almost doubled. That's so, I mean, it's... For then. It's something. I mean, I've always been on the, on the, on the side of George Clooney as Batman, but we'll get to that one though as we watch the movie. He's a I solid swing. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't think that he was terrible. I just think he was just given a bad script. I, I would say that's true of mostly all of them in the movie. Oh, don't you, except one person that you love and I hate. So I think we'll get to that later. Yeah, when she shows up, we'll talk about that. Oh, you spoiled it. You already know who it is. Alicia Silverstone, well, right? Oh, yeah, totally her. <laughs> Big clueless so, fan, so. so we'll get started right now. So we're going to press play. And whenever you're ready, I'll hit play on my end. I am ready. All right, we'll hit play in three, two, one. Got it. So as the Warner Brothers emblem, yeah, Warner picks, Brothers there you go. We're about, <laughs> it's like we're ready for it, and then boom, bitch, we're getting Man. nice and dark, and then boom, bitch, we're getting an ice cold Batman signal. So think, so things were still like this could still be good. <laughs> and you know what? Like I personally, I love Danny Elfman's score, but I really dig this uh, this march that they use for Batman and. Batman and Robin and Batman Forever. I thought it was okay. Yeah, I don't think it, I actually don't think the score they use gets enough credit. The opening score is pretty good. Did you notice on this movie that um George Clooney didn't get top billing? I saw that. Is it Arnold Schwarzenegger that does? Yeah, and it's or the it's the well, only, film name at the time. So. The only other movie that didn't get uh, the only other Batman movie that hasn't had Batman get the top billing was 89 cuz well Nicholson is Nicholson so right so we go in and boom right now we're just so morphed by the logo of Batman and Robin so very colorful look at this like how are you not souped up for this like you see m you see logo you see some ugly robin signal and then some ass and some crotch <laughs> i mean I've always I've always wondered why um how people didn't know that that was Dick Grayson. I think Robin has <laughs> the worst aside from Superman's curl. I don't think anyone has a worse uh uh suit than Robin. Uh, the souped up Batmobile. This this <laughs> thing this thing was like straight up out of uh 
Toys R Us. I could swear that I saw that in Toys R Us before the movie was even released or even thought of. And they said, this would look cute on film. <laughs> oh, what is that thing in the front? Like, what do we call that? I'm sure in 1997 they were like, "This will look cool." It looks futuristic. Let's get this on right now. And then we go Robin with the "I want a car." Chicks, <laughs> chicks dig the car. And we use that in Batman Forever, and it, it was cool back then. But you know, like, it, it, you you know you're in a bad boat when you're using the same line. Yeah, why did that work in Batman Forever? I'm not here. <laughs> well, because you didn't expect it, and I guess we didn't expect it here either. I guess, but the fact that I just don't like when films use the same line twice, unless it's like a classic film line. And then Robin's like, "All right, I gotta wait for this goddamn bike to come out." Say so cool. Like you think he just chills in there with the lights on and just thinks about life. <laughs> like with that Robin emblem lit up and he just sits on the bike and he's just like, what the fuck did I get myself into? I went from working with Al Pacino to being a Robin. Look at Alfred looking like he's about to nut. So sick. He's like, oh, the only serious subplot in the movie. <laughs> from McGregor syndrome. Yeah. And look at the commish with this. I, did he did he get demoted? Why is he not in street clothes? I know. And then uh, I don't know about you, but I love Mister Freeze. I know. Uh, <laughs> no, not a fan not, at all. Not so much. Come on, it's, I mean, who doesn't I love, love these, who I doesn't love, love puns? But not so much. This was this all on set. I'm I'm assuming, right? This is all constructed. Yeah, it looks like it. I mean, it doesn't ridiculous. look terrible if they were going for a comedy. So bad. And then here comes Mr. Freeze out of nowhere. Yeah. Wait for it. Wait for it. Here, I know. I know. I don't think I'm the only one that loves puns. The Iceman cometh. Yeah, he has a ton of them too. It doesn't get it's, mercy. <laughs> I mean, Arnold, from what I hear and from what I've read in the past, Arnold loved the idea of playing Mr. Freeze. So he he was all for it. He probably got paid a lot. Too. I'm like thinking about when this came out and like he was still fairly big. He was still making really bad movies, but people would still go see them because he's Arnold. Yeah. Like, I'm not a fan yeah, of like, what collateral. Like, this came out, like Eraser. Oh, <laughs> I hate Eraser. Do you like Eraser? <laughs> But Eraser made money, so like I mean, this was during a time where he was still making movies that made money. I can say that I I think the last Arnold movie I really loved was probably True Lies. Yeah, that's the last great Arnold movie. Actually, I kind of like End of Days. I know a lot of people don't. I'm okay with End of Days. I thought End of Days was pretty decent, and he got to try to you know to act a little bit, which is you know. Oh, wait, I'm lying. There's a horror movie that came out that I saw at the Tribeca Film Festival two years ago called Maggie. That was really good. I actually saw Maggie, too. I think it's pretty good. Oh, He's hold actually... up. What is going on with this? So Robin rolls through, flies through the thing, through that little wall, and his emblem comes out. What's and going on? Emblem... What's going yeah, on with that? God. 
You break it, you buy it. That's great. And then Mr. Freeze with the most obvious line in the history of film. Kill the heroes. It's so bad. And you think that... Seeing all the pals and zaps and bops from TV shows. That would be be epic. I know that last... We were at Comic-Con last year, New York Comic-Con. Um, we got a screening of, it's out on Blu-ray now, The Return of the Cape Crusaders. It's back to, like, the Batman 66. And Adam West and Burt Ward were in it, and it was excellent. It was hysterical. It's like they knew what they were doing. They were poking fun at the camp, and it was so good. I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. Check it out. Such for these guys that don't talk in the movie, that don't they don't get SAG credit. <laughs> just get, well, they can say they got beat up by... Uh... Yeah, but like they they can't be officially put into SAG because they don't have a a, uh, a spoken word. I I think it goes even further later in the movie with uh when Mister Freeze is singing with his uh his cronies and his cronies. You can when you see it, all oh, hear the ice skates. Oh, ice skates, oh, that's great. <laughs> Would that fall under their top ten bat devices that really you'll never use, but let's just buy it and plug it into our suits. Yeah. I mean, we've seen we've seen worse movies than this. Yeah, I mean, there's Geely. That's up there. <laughs> I would put I. I was forced to watch Grease two like two years ago, and it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It's pretty bad. It's actually a number like probably in my top five of worst movies I've ever seen. I have a friend though that thinks that Grease is actually bad too. <laughs> I have a person near and dear to my heart that loves Grease two, and I don't understand why. And I think you know her very well too. I do, and there's no memorable songs in it. I mean, I can argue with her. I can't think of one song. I'm like, oh, yeah, that that stands out from Grease 2. Cool Rider, dude. Cool Rider. <laughs> I'll never hey, forget watching that movie, and I was watching it by myself. And all of a sudden, we get a um, this random guy falls off a cliff, and he just turns into a platinum biker. Right. And I'm like, yo. This just come back to life as a fucking platinum biker. I was just like, nah, man, I can't deal with this shit. And in the meantime, we just missed one of the greatest puns in the history of film. <laughs> what killed the dinosaurs? <laughs> the well, Ice Age! You're uh, the person that's near and dear to your heart is texting me right now. What did she say? I said there were no memorable songs, and she was like, there are so many. <laughs> I remember Cool Rider. That's literally the only one that I, I I can remember. It's so bad. I mean, it's not like Grease is perfect either, but like it's just no. I know. mean, but at least we have some decent, not even decent. We have some great songs in it. Yeah, and I kind of dug uh, when they did Hairspray that Michelle Pfeiffer and John Travolta were both in it. So there was the whole Grease one and Grease two connection going on there. And then you just had a terrible remake. I've never seen Hairspray. Was that any good, or was it Hairspray terrible? Hairspray is actually. I uh, so you actually you like musicals. Yeah. It, I think you would actually like Hairspray. It's actually really fun. The cast is really good. The music's really good too. And I and I know everyone's like, "What's going on with Batman and Robin?" Nothing's going on right now. Absolutely nothing. nothing. We have so we have Freeze and Batman in a ship right now, and yeah. Now, this thing is a rocket, right? I would say this isn't a ship. This is more like a rocket ship, right? Oh, yeah, and he takes out his little thing so he can, like, cling to it. So wouldn't that, it just, like, it's about to take yeah. off. Wouldn't that fire, like, kill everyone in there? Yeah, it would. And, like, and his... 
Where does Robin keep those things that he had to hold on to the rocket ship? Well, you didn't know. This one has, like, his Yusu has ass pockets, so back ass pockets. So, like, he just, like, pulled them out and just put Back them ass pockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In his yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or maybe they just picked them up at Walmart on the way to the to meet up Freeze. Like, and as you know, well, I don't know if you didn't know this. This is um, a Batman that can't turn his head. The only Batman Not wasn't him. able to turn his head on film until the Dark Knight. So really, he will never be be able to turn to the side while you watch this. I mean, at least he embraces it. <laughs> at least what? At least Arnold embraces every single bad line he has. Oh my God, it's true. I prefer him because. We can say that most of these villains in the Schumacher series are over the top. Yeah, and like I think only one of them was meant to be over the top. I feel like the Riddler in Batman Forever should have been the way he was, the way that Jim Carrey played him. And then I feel like Tommy Lee Jones was trying to match him, which was weird. Can we? Can you imagine like Carrey at that point in like a really good Batman film as the Riddler? It would so work, even in Nolan's modern day Batman. And why did this guy just free just turn into a oh, butterfly? Into a butterfly. That's adorable. I always wanted to get into one of these bat suits because it would just progress like two years of working out because I'd be shredded in instant in an instant. Yeah, I was talking to my friend about doing this, and uh, we brought up Crystal Donald, and I was like, "What has he been doing?" I forgot that he, my friend, like defended him wholeheartedly. He was like, "Dude, he's been on NCIS Los Angeles." <laughs> for Wait, years, that's, that's still, still I was like, I was like, that's still on. I was like, and you watch it? He's like, yeah, <laughs> I do. And he's a very I, successful show, and he still got work. <laughs> that's the one thing. I was actually, as long as they got the work, got work. I was watching How I Met Your Mother last night before I went to bed, and I was wondering what's Ted done since How I Met Your Mother. I really don't see him in anything. Anymore. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I loved How I Met Your Mother, so I don't know if you like. This it. is actually kind of a cool shot, even though I don't think the thing is ridiculous. But I think well, it's cool. it, it's a cool <laughs> shot. I mean, look at this. It's a CGI in '97, and this look. I yeah. think this looks pretty decent. I, mean, I don't. I don't know what they're doing in like. When did these things become surfboards? And we're you know we're gonna be okay with this, I guess. I'm just gonna gracefully fall on your back. <laughs> oh, and then magically, and coincidentally, Robin. It goes right into Robin's hands. What a nice, oh, oh, and there you go. There goes that. And I know, if you, have you noticed that? Uh, maybe uh, this is the first time anyone's ever said this, but Robin's costume um, has a like a turtleneck end to it. It's kind of like a, uh, it's kind of like props to Michael Keaton's lovely turtlenecks in Batman and Batman Returns. Robin didn't look as ridiculous in Batman Forever, right? Like I felt like his. I mean, I know he wasn't Robin much in Batman Forever until like the climax, pretty much. I mean, it, it was a. I guess there was less color. There yeah, was a lot of color well, here. The red, the red wasn't going on, right? No. I think his suit was actually a more tribute to the, not the Burt Ward, but like, a, like an older Robin because they had the R emblem on the. This is just like let's create an emblem for him. Like we don't need yeah. like a, a something that goes coincides with the bat cool. signal. Oh, speaking of Batman, and color and lack of color i think i'm the only one that didn't like the justice league trailer uh, i like it I, we talked about it yesterday and i was like I, I got caught up in the whole come together cover and i was like i 
I dig it. I mean, I like I said but this. I said I this to. <laughs> I said this to a buddy of mine. I was like, I think Zack Snyder really went through some trauma with his insistence on not having colors in his films. And I, this has nothing to do with Batman. This has nothing to do with DC. This just has to do with Zack Snyder. The man has no colors in his films. Well, I mean, I'm trying to think of something where he did. Uh, I'm trying. To, I want to give him a lot of a lot more credit than people give him credit oh. for. A lot of people that think that he's not a good director or whatever, but he has some solid movies. Like I love Watchmen a lot. Well, I, I like. I love. I I enjoy Watchmen too. I think I only enjoy out of his work. I only enjoy Watchmen and um, Dawn of the Dead, and we're definitely not. It's actually really good too. We can't ignore that Batman just picked up a frozen Robin and just threw him in some water. In some water, like he weighed two pounds. He's defrosting him. I would love to have one of those. And like, oh, you don't have winter over there. And winter over here. Like it, it like rains a little bit. Winter, winter around you is what, like, eighty-two degrees. Uh, no, I mean, like, we it gets like sixty here, and we're oh. like, it's so cold. Oh, here comes Gaius's girl. <laughs> yeah, but not quite my girl yet. When she goes like full, you know, full transformation is when she becomes. Well, what do you do? You like her as pre, over the top, annoying Poison Ivy? Um. Exactly, but I feel like she was trying to channel a little bit like of Jim Carrey as a Riddler a little bit with, with what she was trying to do. I see what you mean. Uh, but I feel like she's the only one that's having fun, though. That's why I like her. Wait, you're <laughs> telling me Arnold is not having fun? Okay, Arnold's having fun, but like, I don't know. I, 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 I want to talk about this more when she makes her grand entrance in the gorilla suit later. I, I mean, you're, I, you might think I'm nuts for this, but I only think she's ever done anything good with Quentin Tarantino. Man, uh, you gotta see Gattaca. In case you were wondering, we're talking about Uma Thurman. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uma Thurman. I love Kill Bill and Kill Bill, too. Yeah, Gattaca's good. Uh, I actually like Be Cool. A lot of people don't like Be Cool. But I oh, think and Pulp Fiction, good. duh. How could I forget Pulp Fiction? Yeah, I mean, but you're, but, you know, for you, that's all Tarantino movies, so, like, you... There's certain people that you are probably only good with a certain director that bring out the best in them. Yeah, that's true. The, the, iron, the irony in that is that Leo is so good with uh, Scorsese and he won his Oscar with someone else. With someone else. Yeah, that's the, that's the funny thing. Someone he'll probably never work with again. <laughs> he was supposed to work on a book. That, uh, I think it's The Devil in the, the White City. But I... Don't think oh yeah, do- I like I remember uh, like actually writing posts about that on my Instagram account, and I thought it sounded really cool. Apparently, it it's good. a really yeah. excellent book. And I was like, that'd be cool for him to play that kind of part. And then, and, then, and now, before we're getting Tom Hardy's origin story. Oh yeah. We're getting, like, I, <laughs> this is, I don't know if you've. Uh, how long has it been since you've watched this movie? Solid ten years, maybe more. <laughs> so this is pre. The last time we saw this was about pre MCU, right? Yes. So when you watch this transformation, what does this resemble to you? Ah. Uh, so he's a thin guy that's about to get turned into this. Are you trying to like it's like Captain? <laughs> there you go. We we well, have the super soldier yeah. serum before 
before Captain America. DC did her first. So this guy is playing like the Mad Doctor. I don't know his name, but he was. Oh yeah, on- he was in Gremlins too. He was Lionel Lionel Luther. Yeah, and he was on. Yeah, like and I used to love Smallville. Like love- that was my like pre like the CW like making all the superhero shows. Smallville was like. The top. Oh no, I'm with I'm with you. I was obsessed with Smallville. Like <laughs> and it ran for so long. I, like, and I think I'm about- like no stop like i can't I stand shows how- that overstay their welcome Smallville was on for so long <laughs> i have a couple of buddies of mine that got me into it and i finished it and it didn't so, yeah it's like also my friends hate like i think it's Kristen Kirk, that's her name that played lana lane my friends do not like her at all i don't know why but she was on the show after that called beauty and the beast for like four years on the cw there was a show called what beauty and the beast yeah it was on the cw and she was the beauty, and the beast wasn't quite a beast. He was a very good-looking dude that was slightly angry. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. That didn't last it was, it was a procedural, like, cop show, though, on the CW. Oh, no, no, no. Why does every, like, story seem to have to be a cop show? Like, in the early, like, late 2000s and stuff. It ran, it ran for, oh, God, it's so bad. <laughs> I, I hated season four of Smallville. When, uh... <sighs> Was that Jensen, Jen, uh, the supernatural guy? No, uh, Jensen, Jensen uh, Ackles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hated him on that show. Also, my boy. I love Jensen Ackles. I love Supernatural. Do you still watch Supernatural? That's been around. I for... still watch Supernatural, but I don't tell anyone that I watch it. Well, I guess I'll know now. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I still watch it. <laughs> it I, I gave it like three seasons. I just couldn't get into it. But I didn't I think just, it'd still be going it, around. Between the two guys, like they like they clearly love doing that show. I think we'll have grandkids. You have your grandkids, I have my grandkids, and Supernatural might still be on. Dude, it's still making money for the CW, so I don't see like why they would get rid of it. I think the only way they'll get rid of it is if those two actors don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and, hey, if it's making money, look at Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Two more seasons of Now why is this guy wearing four is his name what's his I'm trying to think of this guy's name. Is that John Glover? No. Uh, you actually might be right. So John Glover, aside from Smallville, was also in Gremlins 2. And uh, one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time, Scrooge. Scrooge. Oh, awesome. Now look at this origin so this story. So this re- this reminds me of like the random Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman origin. So we're going to throw you out the window, and we're just going to have cats eat your fingers, and boom, you're done. You really think uh, Tim Burton thought that through when he was? <laughs> I think Tim Burton never read a comic book in his life, and he said, "I like Batman, but I really love his villains." So we're gonna. You know what? I actually kind of agree with you. I don't think he read a single page of Batman comics. Someone probably. Got... I'm sure he had someone on staff that was probably like, "You know what? I'm gonna like inform you on who Batman is. He wears a suit, and he has like a bat signal, and that's probably all he knows." Oh, look, Arnold gets to, he gets to act kind of. So I have a question. Why is this like, this is old camera footage, right? So let's just say Freeze has been, you know, Freeze for about five years, right? We're going to give this five years. Or even three years. Why does this look HD? That's true, yeah. And then Alfred's like, nah, man, I'm sick. I got to go. I don't want to tell anyone, though. Never. And, like, this guy's, like, 92 years old, and he's still, like, making Bruce Wayne dinner. Oh, God. And, 
What happened? Arnold is acting. I just love it. <laughs> and if you if you notice throughout the movie, George Clooney loves bathrobes. Oh yeah, he actually, will, yeah. he will be in a bathroom for about an hour and a half because I think this has the lowest amount of on-screen Batman time. I think he, I uh, well maybe the Dark Knight Rises has like not that much like official. I Batman. think ba- that Dark Knight Rises has like I think twenty-one minutes of, of twenty-one a- minutes, and I remember that was a big deal when it came out. Like there are some people that. Uh, you know, lame people that don't like it. They're like, there wasn't enough Batman in it. I understand, like, he was only in it for, like, 20 minutes. Like, but spread out efficiently. <laughs> I love Nolan, but I have some, I have a few issues with Dark Knight Rises. So. I love Dark Knight Rises. There's times, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's better than Dark Knight, I won't say that, but there are times where I will prefer to watch the Dark Knight Rises over Dark Knight, because I just think it deserves a little bit more credit than it gets. So our stat checker just checked for us, and this is the lowest of all the Batmans. He was on screen for only 20 minutes. Really? Yeah. I want to give George Clooney credit for being a good Bruce Wayne, though. I think he's a solid, like, I buy him as, like, the billionaire kind of, like, playboy type. I'm with you on George Clooney. I love George Clooney. But if you notice, why does he keep bobbling his head? Every time he's talking, this guy is bobbling his head. Watch like Out of Sight or Three Kings or anything else that George Clooney's in, and the bob the George Clooney bobblehead is a thing that he does. Oh my! It's a, that's like his niche. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah yeah like go look up old episodes of ER and there that happens there too. <laughs> I can't deal with I can't watch those hospital based shows. Yeah, they're very popular, but I can't I can't deal. I, love, I used to love ER growing up. <laughs> ER oh my god what's and and the one that I always. I always shit on to my my uh, the old battle axe the, the night my knight in shine my my knight in shining armor that does everything for me. She loves Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Grey's Anatomy was good for the first four seasons it was on. I don't know what's going on. Dude, now. I, I hear <laughs> is it what season are we on? Like 12, 13? Well, so what's crazy about Grey's Anatomy is that whenever I do ratings for my page. I'm always surprised with how good Grey's Anatomy is still doing. It gets over usually like a 2.0 in the 18 to 49, which is good. And like people consistently still watch it. And they love it still. Oh, there's a girl. There there All right, here we go. Now, now it's time <laughs> to get serious. Now we're, now we're getting serious now. Now, what is going on here? It's the only solid thing about I need you. I need you to defend this for me, please. I'm telling you, she's like having fun. This is this is about two. Years. Pulp Fiction was '94, and we're here in '97, and we're like, no, like she went from there to to what we're to what we're seeing right here. But she's not bad. <laughs> it's like she talks like this, and I can't deal with her voice when she talks. It's slow, and I'm like, no, no. It's like if she would come up to me and say, "I want to sleep with you right now." I'm but like, if she looks like this, though, I kind I'm of like, no. I the way you're talking, no. But she looks the way she does. Oh, know. she looks great. I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here and say she doesn't look great. She, she looks gorgeous in here. But no, i like that doesn't mean her performance is good. <laughs> this is a I'm great death scene. Look at John Glover. John Glover. I'm going He went like a champ. Can our uh, fact checker see if this was nominated for any Razzie Awards? <laughs> yeah, look it up while we're watching. 
I'm hoping Uma Thurman didn't get nominated for Razzie Award. I really want to defend her real bad. <laughs> well, I, were the Razzies around then? I don't think they were. I don't know. Were they? they might, I don't know. They were? I think so. I think they were. And it got 11 nominations for Razzies. 11 Razzie nominations. Yeah. Did it win any? <laughs> I'm sure it won Worst Picture. It didn't I mean, I mean like, as far as winning goes, does that count, I guess? <laughs> Oh, our le- our best, our worst supporting actress is yet to be seen. Oh, she's coming up. So yeah. I, feel, I actually feel bad for her. I don't. I do, but I do, but she's actually kind of has a legit re- career resurgence coming up soon. Like she's going to be on a TV show. We saw her in a trailer. Actually, uh, I think when we saw, uh, I think it was a week ago when we saw, I forgot what movie we were watching. And she's gonna I like be how, like, we're, she's, I like how we're mysteriously hinting at who these people are. We're just talking about what they're doing or what yeah, they've done. No, we're like, all right, here's what I'm talking about. So these guys are not really singing right now. They're just humming. <laughs> so right now, Mr. Freeze is singing uh, um, the, the song from the popular Christmas uh, cartoon. And oh. they're not singing, so these guys get no credit for it. So and, there's, and what is Vivica A. Fox wearing Fox right doing this? This came out when she was still able to like pull decent work. And I don't understand why she's in it. <laughs> was this before she was with Fifty? Oh, way before. <laughs> way no. before. So this was like in the mid, like what ninety seven. So she had done Independence Day already. She had done Set It Off already, and she was in a like a, lot, a few decent movies. And then yet she's in this like one scene. <laughs> oh no! You, you see her again. I think you see her again later. Oh yeah, I can't remember. It's been the year, so maybe. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you think this ice blue robe is custom, or do you think he uh, just froze up <laughs> with his gun? <laughs> they might. Uh, no, he probably made them. Like uh, kayfabe. Was it? this the last movie he did before he became governor of California, or like what? Like, like no, I think end of days. End of days. Oh, was. oh okay. Yeah, you're right. Right. I think I saw that in the theater. I don't remember I much of it. I saw on opening night. I remember that. And I just remember thinking it was pretty decent. I don't remember much of it. I think I saw... Major uh, Gabriel Byrne as the devil. Who was yes, actually... yes, you're right. Wasn't that guy in like Stigmata too? Stigmata playing the priest. So like a total like flip on his role in Stigmata. <laughs> I love how uh, he's hide- his secret lair is hidden or his wife is hidden behind. Uh, frozen foods? You think they eat those? <laughs> and as we go in, That's who plays the, the score is solid, dude. It's the score is way more epic than what the movie is. Like it's like it's serious, <laughs> and the movie's not. <laughs> I think the guy that did the score for this is Jerry Goldsmith. He's the one that did the score for Batman and Robin oh, and Batman Forever. He did Batman Forever. So yeah, he, he did Batman Forever. Theme basically for. I was all game for the score of Batman Forever until the, they destroyed the Batcave and they had like a baseball theme for the Riddler. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, that just doesn't make sense. And I love how they show Chris O'Donnell attempting to read a book and we know that's not really happening. That's not really happening. And oh, Michael Keaton perfected the perfect fit turtleneck and George Clooney right now is wearing the most loose turtleneck I've ever like seen. Like ever, yeah, he is. The, and there's the bobblehead as he walks. It's like he just right, can't get rid of the damn bobblehead. The back of uh, 
one of the best actresses of the 90s. <laughs> best? Really? <laughs> well, Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> I love how in <laughs> this version of Batman, she's not Barbara Gordon. She is. Yeah, she's related to Alfred. They totally, I guess, changed. I guess it makes more sense because Commissioner Gordon wasn't like huge character yeah. in any of these Batman movies. So I get why they made that change. You know what? Looking at this now, maybe I should give Gotham another chance, seeing as they go drive away from the mythology. Uh, I I've told you before that okay, so season one of Gotham is good. It has its flaws. I mean, like it's like a total like procedural cop show for the first season. But season two goes like full out. Like we're gonna go go like balls to the wall. Like throw everything at you. Like be a full on comic book show. It's gonna be crazy. And, like, you know, they break kind of all the rules and stuff, and it's just so good. It's dark. It's well-acted, too. I don't think it gets enough credit for, like, how good the actors are on that show, either. You know, it kind of sucks that it's on Fox, because I feel like Fox doesn't put enough oomph into promoting it. They did when it started, because they thought it was going to be a bigger show than what it was. And now there's just, you know, people like me that, like, like please watch it, because it's so good. I... But- I want to get into him more because of what I've seen. Um, what's his name? The guy that plays Jerome? Ah, nah, he's on Shameless. I'm like blanking on his name right now. He's... Cameron, I think. Uh, but yeah, he's he's awesome. Yeah, from what I the little clips I've seen of him, I, I'm guessing he's the Joker. Is fantastic. He is, and the cool thing about them making him the Joker is that it's not like they're like explicitly saying that he is the Joker, so he gets to kind of like play around and, like, do his own thing without being compared to everyone else who's played him. Which he shouldn't. I think his name is Cameron Monaghan. Yeah, he's on Shameless. Also a great show that everyone should watch. And bullshit, bullshit, call, calling bullshit number one on this is, um, Alicia Silverstone is supposed to be related to Alfred and be at Oxford, right? Or whatever right. there. And she has no accent. I mean, what do you expect, man? <laughs> I mean, a year ago, she was in Beverly Hills, you know, going to high school. <laughs> I, I'm going to guess you like Clueless. I do love Clueless. No, I love Clueless. I can't even say it. Love I Clueless. Can... You know what's funny about <laughs> Clueless? Clueless, <laughs> came, Clueless came out in 95, right? Right, yeah. So Halloween <laughs> 6, The Curse of Michael Myers, came out in 96 or late 95. So, fun facts about Halloween and Paul Rudd. Yeah, that's where I, I you knew exactly where I was going. Yeah. So Paul Rudd, I guess, was he filmed Halloween six first. Oh okay. Was, and that's why when the and the credits, the opening credits it says introducing Paul Rudd. Exactly. So like first movie. So the there's a girl in that movie, uh she has like a supporting role, I can't remember her name, but like on the like behind the scenes stuff when they re release like the producers cut and everything of Halloween six. She talked about how, like, he was nervous because he was auditioning for this movie, and she's, like, reading lines with him, and, like, it, that movie turned out to be clueless. And he was, like, asking her, like, do you think this sounds good? Do you think this will be good? And she's like, ah, I think it's really smart. You should, like, totally go all out for it. And he did, and he got it. And now yeah. he's in <laughs> About a year ago, it's funny, I actually met the entire cast of Halloween 6. And they, they are actually pretty cool. I mean, most of them are obviously no one that we anyone would know nowadays besides Paul Rudd. But they're actually pretty cool. A lot of them are just not even acting anymore. Yeah, the chick that played, 
uh, what I'm talking about, I'm trying to remember the movie. Uh, I don't know if she was the girl's sister, but she had a boyfriend in the movie. Oh, was she the one that dated Giovanni Verbisi? I think so. Yeah, she was cool. I mean, she cut she cut us me in line. She cut me and, and and Jen and a friend of hers in line when we were trying to buy her dinner. But it's all good, you know. We forgive and, and forget. Like, she was a star once upon a time. Once upon a time. Doug, before we go back to the movie, a Batman, I mean, uh, the producer's cut or the regular cut? Oh, of Halloween? Yeah, Halloween 6. They're both pretty bad. Um, but I, will, I, will, I like the producer's cut a little bit more. It feels like a, a more complete movie. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's like, like butchered. So, uh, ba- Bane thinks that, you know, or Schumacher or whoever decided this thinks that Bane's disguise is going to be a hat and a, and a trench coat. Yeah. You know what's more insulting about how they do Bane here is that Bane was like a pretty serious villain in the comic books. Like, I mean, he broke he Batman broke back. Batman's back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's like to make him this, like, cartoony, like, side character. Now, I'm going to throw, I'm going to ask you a serious question. And no bullshit. Like, you don't like Batman v Superman, right? I know we spoke about that before, right? Yeah. Hate it. Is Batman v Superman better than Batman and Robin? Damn it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I will honestly answer this, and I will probably get shit for it, but I'll answer this honestly. I think it's technically a better movie, just because, you know, it's it's well-made as far as, you know, technically well-made. But if I had to choose to pop in, you know, I haven't popped in Batman and Robin before today in a long time, but if I had to choose to watch one of them again, I would watch Batman and Robin. Before I watch, and I will agree with you. And it's we we there, I, to me, there's different levels. So you have a f- classic, you have a really good movie, you have a great movie, under a good movie. Most of those movies we watch again. Now, I like the director's cut. I guess we want extended cut of Batman v Superman. I don't think it's terrible. It's a lot better put together. Yeah, it made a movie, it, a long movie, even longer. Yeah, <laughs> if we're going into theatrical version, I would prefer Batman and Robin every single time. You ask me a hundred, I'm doing, I'm watching this a hundred times. Why? Because well, right now we're we can like look, we, we can laugh at this. No one's going to be doing a commentary in twenty years about Batman v Superman the theatrical cut. But we're twenty years later and we're doing a commentary on Batman and Robin. So it does have that. We mean you love horror, that horror cult classic that we can go back and watch Troll Two. And laugh about it, right? Dude, she is like basically a carbon copy of like or Enigma, like the Riddler. That's what they're basically doing with her, with Poison Ivy, with with Poison Ivy. It's like pretty much the same like uh, thing that they did with Jim Carrey and Batman Forever. I just can't, I can't get character. over her. I can't get over the way. Like you see how she's talking right now. I pref- if she was Poison Ivy and she was talking like that. Yeah, give give me more of that. Fine, sure. Over the top. Yeah, talk about sure. uh, Elle McPherson, who is actually uh, Bruce Wayne's, you know. Yeah, that's his, uh, <laughs> one of his lady friends. I think it's the first lady friend in the Bat-verse of, you know, Burton and Schumacher that isn't a main contributor to the movie. Probably, you know, but this, this girl was a top model back in the day, and I think some consider her still a top model. Cause she still actually still looks good. I actually saw a picture of her like a year ago. And she doesn't look much different than she does in this movie, which is I'm twenty glad, years old. I'm glad she kept her day job. Yeah, I mean, she tried to act. She did this. Um, she was on a show 
more useless facts from guys called The Beautiful Life on the CW that was produced by Ashley Kutcher and Misha Barton was also on the show and it got cancelled after one episode so there's that <laughs> that's kind of like have you ever seen the Clerks TV show no yeah it's on YouTube it's I think it didn't even make, it didn't make it past the pilot either so that's that's crazy it's crazy so what's funny is that the ratings that the beautiful life got back then it would still be on today if it <laughs> if those ratings were today but yeah, that was like everything's changed with you know, rating so much like yeah. I first like I I think I mentioned this I probably didn't in, a, in a re- other podcasts about how I love wrestling like wrestling now gets about a two five to three rating and you're the TV guy so that you would see that as a good rating, right? Two five. No, it is, especially for stuff that airs like it's. I mean, it's not cable, but it's like basic cable. So it's, yeah, yeah, it's like stuff. The network that that airs on is that's really good. So in the early in the late nineties, when wrestling was at its peak, like ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand, wrestling was getting sevens on a weekly basis. I remember. Uh, so I'm not really a big wrestling fan, but I remember on at the UPN there was a yeah SmackDown, SmackDown, and that was actually their highest rated show. I, it still was until the end, and then now they're on Universe on on, on USA. It was their highest rated show, and I remember uh, at the time when Buffy went over to the UPN, I was very upset that SmackDown was their highest rated show, and Buffy was. <laughs> <laughs> so, right now, Mr. Freeze is watching wedding videos. Who's videotaping them right now? Because that comes off really creepy. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, I'm going to think about that. Like You see them in their wedding day, and, you know, that's cool. It's a good video, but it's literally a mirror, and then someone's randomly I, videotaping them. Like, what's I would going love on? See, like a proper Mister Freeze done in the movies. Who would you? Who would you get to play him? Right because I think because I actually think like the best interpretation of Mister Freeze and outside the comic books was on the Batman animated series when they introduced him. They took it seriously, and he was actually a really cool villain. You know, I I think that's the best representation of what that character could be it's one of my favorite tv shows of all time i love I, the yeah, animated I series own all the dvds i i bought them all on amazon yeah same here i love that show shout out to amazon for their great deals like it was it's so great like i mean like that that was back when like animated shows weren't just animated shows they were trying to make like cinematic like between that and like you know the x-men animated shows also really good I believe, and it's funny because I think the animated series started on the weekend nights, and then it, yeah. it moved. And then he, we're we're right now at the at the gala, and one of the greatest scenes in the history of Batman is about to happen. So this lady that plays like the really like cheesy uh, like uh, Bob, I guess like Bob Kane's wife. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is kind of cool that she got she got to do this, and she's in Batman Forever too. So like you know. It's cool that she got to kind of have fun. She reminds yeah. me of, I think she's trying to play the head of Hopper of the Batman yeah, yeah. universe. So my th- my thing is, it sucks for Bob Kane. I think he passed away a little bit after this, and this is the last Batman movie. Well, last thing you got to see, that sucks. <laughs> so right now we have some, uh, are these monkeys? Yeah, but we're coming up on like my favorite scene in the movie, though. Which one? The When your girl comes out? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. This is like when she like makes her grand entrance. Her grand entrance as Poison Ivy. So she looks I love right now they're betting. I guess they're bidding on these women. 
So the first guy bets ten thousand on one, the other one bets twenty, and then this other guy bets thirty. Like, why are we bidding different bids when you can just each bid ten thousand dollars and get the same and get the different woman? It's. I don't know if you ever noticed that before. I didn't notice that actually. Yeah. Yeah, this guy's like they each bet ten thousand more, like they're bidding on the same woman. Like the only good scene. No. Like the best scene. The no. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Like if she was if if she would have gone I'm like to the we're stage, this now. I'm like, oh yeah, this is what I liked. I forgot there's something I didn't like. <laughs> Did you notice that they they put a little emphasis on the the nipples of these apes too? Yeah, Joel Schumacher, man. He loves his nips. <laughs> loves his nips. Loves more. I heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's some there's some backstory there. Yeah. Favorite favorite uh, Joel Schumacher movie. Go for it. Oh, uh, God. Actually, he's made some actually great movies, even though we're talking crap about Batman and Robin. I, I have to go with The Lost Boys. Oh, like, I'm with you. Love Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Um, but a more serious Joel Schumacher movie, I don't think gets enough credit, is uh, Time to Kill, which is also really good. Wait, what movie? You broke up. A Time to Kill. Oh, I've never seen Time to Kill. I heard it's uh, good, though. So good. Like, the cast is so... This is when Samuel L. Jackson was still, like, you know, acting when he was still trying. And he, he uh, is good in it. And it's Matthew McConaughey's, like, first... Um, not technically first movie because he did uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like one of the third or fourth one. Yeah, I think he did the fourth one. Fourth one, he shot that first, so that was technically his first movie. But A Time to Kill was like his big introduction to you know everyone knowing who he was, and it was like it's a good movie. You need to you need to check that out. Actually, I'll check that. It's probably on Netflix, right? Yep, my girl Sandra Bullock's in it too. Uh, you're, I think I told you this like a few months back. I just saw Speed for the first time. Oh yeah, yeah. I absolutely it, wait, loved doesn't it. Doesn't your doesn't your uh, better half also like Speed too? <laughs> yeah, my better half does like Speed too. I don't know why she. I she has I'm such back, great. I, I give her full credit. <laughs> she got me into old movies, and I give her a lot of credit. I was always into older film, but she like took me even further to the silent era. But some of the garbage that she likes. Dude, I'm loving it. every time I say anything about her. She's just sex me. BT <laughs> was bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so speaking of bad, this scene right now. So nope, it's the best scene in the movie. So guys. you're telling me like she just says, "I'm gonna blow some pink air in your face, and I'm just gonna fall in love with you right now." Well, that's her. That's her thing. Is that her pheromones? That's her pheromones. She's like, of course she like. Entices a younger one because he's like you know doesn't have as much experience as. And we were talking about bad dis bad disguises and bad suits before. <laughs> like how stupid is Bruce Wayne in this movie that he can't tell it's the same lady he spoke to before? She just dyed her hair red. Oh, red. all right, all right, all right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. She looks really frumpy, and not <laughs> she did not look like this. <laughs> I will say that diamond is fucking huge. Oh, here we go. Here we go with the bidding. This is the best thing. I'm gonna like mentally check out after the scene's over. Speaking of checking out, look at that guy's suit next to the <laughs> that, that orange. Who's like like <laughs> like these colors of these fucking suits? And now Robin's bidding three million bucks he doesn't have. Oh, they're gonna pull out that stupid car. Here it comes. Oh God, I forgot how bad. Boom, the Batman Forever <laughs> credit card. No, the best part about it is the Batman credit card, but it says for, good until forever.
and then randomly Mr. Freeze comes. You'd think like it would be a cooler movie if he just starts stabbing people with the, with the, that car. I know. This <laughs> we knocked this movie, yep. but man, this is some decent CGI for '97. You know what? Though the problem with all the Batman sequels, like I mean, like the original like four that we had, having two villains like in Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and Batman and Robin, is not a good idea. Yeah, I agree. It hurts them because you have to you have to develop two villains, and you never really do. So who do you think gets shortchanged in Batman Returns? So is it more... I think that Catwoman Cat- doesn't have the proper development. I would say and- Catwoman, because Penguin is about three-fourths of the movie in. Yeah, the reason the Penguin has the more development is because Tim Burton really identified with him. So like he really made him more prominent you, God, speaking, we're, speaking of Batman <laughs> Returns, it's funny you mention that because I think me and you are on the same boat that we think The Dark Knight is the best Batman film, or do you think something else is? No, 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 I think it is. I think yeah, so like, I, I always see these, I guess it's just different websites that do it, and it just amazes me how some people think that Batman Returns is the best Batman film of all time. It's num- it's like number four to me. I would put it number four. No, not even. I would put it after, to me, my, my top would be The Dark Knight. 89, Batman Begins, the Dark Knight Rises, then Batman Returns. Oh, why is Rises so far down? <laughs> because because I, it, the movie came out seven years ago, and I still don't know how Bruce Wayne got back from Bane's little tomb, tomb of doom. Ah, well, I'm going to throw it out there that Dark Knight Rises is better than Batman 89. Actually, Batman 89 is like further down on my list. Well, uh, you weren't on this podcast. I think Batman 89 is the most important Batman movie of all time. It's the most important superhero movie of all time. Well, it set the tone for what they should be. Well, not the tone in terms of marketing. Batman. Oh, yeah, no, no. It was the first, like, they, they talk about how, like, it was really set, actually set the tone for how to market, like, a summer, like, big budget, like, blockbuster movie. Yeah, and, and it did so well. It gave studios the confidence like that they can go on with like, this yeah we can make movies like this and like make them successful so yeah it is important and nostalgia makes me like it a, a lot more than i probably should but like if i were to really sit down and look at batman 89 it's like it's a flawed movie like and there's oh, like yeah yeah i i'm a I, I love batman 89 but i will i'm not the, i'm the first one to say it's extremely flawed as well like you know what I love about Batman Returns when they make a reference to how Alfred just let Vicky Vale into the Batcave. I love that uh, when, when, <laughs> when Kean just throws a shot at her. He's like, "Oh, who let Vicky Vale into the Batcave?" Batcave. Oh, you're doing <laughs> work, and all of a sudden, hey, Vicky. <laughs> like yeah, like it's that that scene bugs me still. That she just like that Alfred's just like, well, I mean, I figured you know, so I'll just let you in. <laughs> I mean, I would have killed her if I was but Batman. That like, and, no like, action enough where I almost forget. Like, that scene's actually not bad. It's just, like, the fact that it should have taken place somewhere else. Like, yeah. she should have been... Or if he the- was going to tell her he's Batman and this scene had to happen in the cave, he should have br- brought her downstairs himself. And the fact that Alfred is supposed to be, like, his, you know, his trusted, like, companion. Like, you, this is my secret, you can't tell anybody. And that he's just like, oh, yeah, here we go. Like, you, Alfred, you can walk to the Batcave. <laughs> Alfred is the worst butler of all time in, in Tim Burns' Batman. I'll never end the worst wingman. I I love the scene in completely different Batman. We're like getting off topic here, but I love the scene in Batman '89 where he sleeps with Vicky Vale. You know everything's all good, and then he tells Vicky, 
Bruce tells Vicky, I'm going to be out of here for a while, so I'll call you when oh, I get back yeah. to town. And, and like, not even like 30 <laughs> seconds later, he's like, she's like, oh, I'll see you when you get back. Dude, if you're my boy, and I am i don't care if I don't know the story, I'm covering for you. I forgot that he dines him out. And, and like, I'm like, oh, and I'm, I did back like, yeah. here for quite a while, and she was like, oh. <laughs> Gone? I'm going to be here for quite a while. And I'm watching it, and I'm sure you're watching, you're like, that's not my boy. I'd fire him. Oh, God, there's so many great things. Like, can we do commentaries on all the Batman movies? I, listen, I have no problem <laughs> doing the commentary on all of them. Like as we we could go we could work backwards we could do another one. we could do the next one on Batman Forever. Now, right now, continues of nothing going on. So right now, uh, Batman and Robin are chasing Mister Freeze, and Batman said, Mm-mm, "You're not old enough oh, yeah, to he do this." Oh yeah, motorcycle. And he, and, he yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, like this guy like went in a Batman. ship for you in Batman Forever and like almost died, and you can't let him like go, do a jump on his motorcycle. I think this is the last time we see this Batmobile, right? Because Freeze just... Yeah, he destroyed it. All right, here we go. <laughs> oh, I forgot so how bad so it. we never know how he captured him, but let's just let's just show this. Oh, are they going to fight? The Batmobile is back and it's unfrozen. I wonder how they unfro- unfroze it. Freeze it. Robin's so pissed. He's so angsty. <laughs> ba- Batman is like the 15-year-old that didn't get his way. Well, you know what? That's the problem with Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Why is Chris O'Donnell... Why is Robin a grown-ass man? Well, how old was Chris O'Donnell when these movies came out? Because, like, I think he's supposed to be young-ish. Like, not teens, I guess, but... Well, Robin is a child, so... Yeah, yeah, right. So they made him, like, in his early 20s for the movies. Like, there's so many scenes that I really like in in Batman Forever that would be better if Robin was a child, like... He's supposed to be. Like, I love The Dark Knight Returns, and I hope they make that film one day, seeing so as, you know, rated R films are in the comic book era, are, like, really a All thing the now. And we have some a young girl play Carrie Kelly, and that's... Have you ever read The Dark Knight Returns or seen it? Like, I, yeah, I've actually... Uh, I used to be a huge comic book nerd. Yeah, so Dark Knight Returns, to I, me, I don't yeah. know if you agree, I think Dark Knight Returns is the best Batman story ever written. Oh, it, it's really good. So... If they were able to do that into an R-rated movie, man, just get Michael Keaton back in the suit. He's already of age to play that old, grizzled We got to deal with this, like, awful, uh, <laughs> what they're doing right now. <laughs> and you know who I would get to play Carrie Kelly? And I know maybe it's just I'm, me being a mark and hyped because of Logan. The little girl that played, um, Lo- Laura. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I could see that dynamic there if she was Carrie Kelly. Give her, like, a few years. I think Carrie Kelly is in her teens. So give her, like, two or three years, and we're ready to go. Oh, Alfred. You're the only good thing. To... Also, second good thing, other than Uma Thurman. No, nah, man. I love Alfred. I love Michael Go, but... <laughs> no, well, I, I love that give. He's the only, he has the only serious subplot in the movie. Homie like, needs to do his eyebrows. What is going on here? Oh, Jesus. God, George Clooney looks so young in that shot. George Clooney hasn't aged. Uh, I mean, he's start. I mean, I can't believe he's having twins now, and he's in his fifties. I that mean, he, he he started late. Did you know he was engaged to a wrestler? I think they were engaged, right? To Stacey Keebler. Oh, Stacey Keebler. Yeah, she was a wrestler too. Ah, uh, so so yeah, I don't know how that fell apart. He should have kept that going. Yeah, I think I think Stacey Keebler. I mean, the other ones. 
big lawyer, I think. His wife now. Yeah, yeah. She's like not in the industry, so I think that helps. I I prefer looks wise. I think Stacy Keebler is. No, Stacy Keebler is hot. Like, gorgeous. Jesus. So Barbara Gordon knows how to ride a motorcycle, and they make it clear that to let us know that. Oh, and she can fight too, by the way, because you know when she needs to transform later, she needs to have some skills. Which she didn't. Did she go to the? Where did she learn this? What's our guess for this? Where where she learned this? And uh, that, I miss her being a thing. I used to. At least your Silverstone was completely endearing back in the nineties. I only like Clueless. Uh, uh there's a movie called Excess Baggage with her and Benicio del Toro. A lot of people. I think you're it. about to get a text. It's it's uh, Excess Baggage is good. <laughs> If, oh shit! It, this we see Arkham Asylum here. Ay ay ay! Everything's so grand, like the <laughs> the score and like everything's just so dramatic. Except the movie. <laughs> All right, here here's another I call bullshit. Where's the extension? This is a long ass extension cord on this freezer. <laughs> so right now, Mister Freezer's just chilling, literally, and you know <laughs> literally chilling. And we have this freezer with no, no extension cord whatsoever. So I'm trying to figure out if I'm more in line with like your taste or with your better half's taste because like we uh <laughs> judging from the text like we agree on like a few things <laughs> and uh I'm a fan of like stuff that a lot of people don't like like you've only you only enjoy Clueless out of all of Alicia Silverstone's extensive filmography. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of... I mean, we, we, we're pretty on point, though, most of the time. There's SS baggage, there's blast from the past, which I know is not that good either, but I I, I enjoy it. You know, <laughs> if we're talking about 90s, 90s uh, actresses, you know who... Oh, my God, what the hell's her name? Um, Melissa Joan Hart, is that her name? Oh, yeah, yeah. I Try think I only liked her in... Besides Clarissa <laughs> Explains It All, I think I only liked her in that movie with uh, uh, Vinny Chase. Yeah, uh, Adrian Grenade. Uh, uh, crazy. crazy. I like the it, video. Britney kills that video. Britney Spears is when Britney Spears is like at her peak. <laughs> lip singing to no end, I bet, right? Yeah, lip singing, but looking good, though. Like, no, oh my God. I love Britney Spears back in the 90s. The, the queen of like the bare midriff back in I've, the late I fully <laughs> admit to having posters of her in my room. I was I was Britney over Christina every any day. She can still get it though. She looks good now. Like you know, she had that like little rough period like ten years ago. <laughs> I mean, she looked good balls. I mean, you know, I I saw her with a bunch of people from work in Vegas, and she still. I mean, she lip syncs a lot, and I don't think I actually don't think she sang a note live, but she looked good. See, that's and the she- thing. Like with <laughs> certain people, I who's the who's the one that worried me? I saw Justin Timberlake. Three times, but the first time I saw him, I was a little worried. I'm like, oh, is this guy gonna be lip syncing because he dances so much? And I was pleasantly surprised. JT is, besides being one of the best artists of all time to me, he's one of my favorite. One of my favorite uh, concert, uh, concerts. The only, uh, the only concert Blu-ray that I own is his show that he did in Madison Square Garden. It's good, right? It's so good. Yeah. Now I love how Bane and Poison Ivy are about to fight the cast of Starlight Express. Oh yeah, I forgot these like the neon demons that's going on right now. I think neon was a big thing in the nineties. 
it's a big thing in both of his movies. Isn't, isn't there like a similar scene where this like in Batman Forever where it's all colorful and? I think so. I think well, you know what? I think it's like the same cast. I, I think they're just dressed differently. I just saw that she hit his button. <laughs> it's like his on button. It's like Captain Bradley America's Bradley shield, but he has like an on button there. Passed away like, like right after this movie came out, or pretty close to when this movie came out. Wait, who did? The wrestler who like, I, there's a wrestler that plays this part. I, that's the only thing I don't know his name. That played Bane here, and he passed away like maybe like close to when this movie came out, or a little bit after the movie came out. As as a wrestling fan, I'm glad that The Rock and some of these guys didn't get you know famous known during this time because <laughs> they would have just played these roles. Like look at Batista; he's playing in how he, how big he is in Guardians of the Galaxy, and well, The Rock is the biggest movie star in the world, so. You know what I love about that guy is that uh, Pisa is that he genuinely loves the fact that he gets to be in these kind of like like he did an interview talking about Guardians of the Galaxy and he was like almost crying like basically talking about how like you know he felt honored to just be a part of something that was so big and like you know like this is like what he really always wanted to do I guess so I, I like when they are like you know humble and like it makes me seem like they deserve it a little bit more. Explain to me real quick how these raisins make all these plants grow. Can we not question what she does? And I'm questioning. Her, I have to her, question. Can we just let her be? <laughs> now, does that? if you peep Bane's button, it seems to be glowing. Does that mean he's, like, working? Like, his on button, or is it about on, to go so he's off? Still, he's still on. I mean, like, yeah. This is... <laughs> like, how much... <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot she makes this her new layer. I forgot. Yeah, man, she, I think she killed all these guys. Well, Bane killed all these guys, and then now she's like... Oh, that's a bad CGI, sorry. <laughs> okay, that one was pretty bad. Man, how much roids is Bane on? So much. Oh, this seems like a pretty weak dinner, I, I must say. I'm looking I feel at like the... a really whack dinner table for a billionaire. Like, you go from that long-ass table in Batman 89 with Vicky Vale and Bruce Wayne. Where they, yeah, where they get go this, like, other from across the table. Can you it's, please pass it's the like the, It's like the guest house table right now with, where Elle McPherson and, and George Clooney are sitting on. Oh, by the way, who is your, out of the, in the original four, who, I mean, I guess, like, we have to count, count women, too, but, like, who's your favorite? Actually, don't count Catwoman. We'll talk, like, the three women. Vicky Vale. Vicky Vale. Um, I'm a big fan of Dr. Chase Meridian, though. That's the only time I've ever thought Nicole Kidman was, like, she's, remotely She's effective. like a capist, bro. <laughs> I, I, Nicole, I, she's, like, was old this like, Hollywood hot in Batman this, Was this Nicole Kidman during, like, the the big uh, Tom Cruise era, right? Yeah, so this was, like, she wasn't well-known yet. She had done, like, Far and Away and, like, it's stuff with Tom Cruise. So, 95, like, this was, like, in the beginning of, like, them really being married and she was making a name for herself. But, she, yeah, she wasn't Nicole Kidman the way we know her now. She was Nicole Kidman, Tom Cruise's wife. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't, she wasn't killing it. I mean, she's such a good actress, too, so. Also pretty cool, though, is that she actually, they've done interviews with her, like, recently, fairly recently. And she, they asked her about Batman Forever, and she does not crap on it. She actually said she enjoyed making it. It was fun. She looks back on it fondly. She doesn't, like... She's not one of those people that's like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't want to talk about that movie at all. And when we talk about when you were mentioning, we were talking about Vicky Vale before. How many Oscar winners do we have in Batman? But before we get to that, Lewis is here. 
He's hey, oh, he ran a little late today, but he's joining us in for probably part two of the of our commentary because we will split this into two parts. Yeah, sure. Anything yeah, spectacular yeah. I missed. Everything. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> We've actually talked more about the actors in the movie than the actual movie. Oh. The actual movie is so bad. So, um... <laughs> so we... Oh, we're, this, yeah, it's like really colorful, like, bikers. I don't know, this is hilarious. All right. Like, this seems like the Warriors. Like, oh, there you go. And, like, Clockwork yeah, Orange. Yeah, like, we have, like... Orange. Like, it feels like a Warriors Clockwork Orange blend. Like, we're going to get, like, a whole bunch of gangs in this neon so, like, white city. The funny thing, though, is, like, if you know Joel Schumacher, this all makes sense. Oh, cool. Oh, I'm cu- oh, I am oh, cutting oh, you oh. off right now. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> I the stage. It, this is, like, spews 90s, like, if you see Coolio in a movie. And why is, he, why, why is that clip, like, just chilling there? If I was him, if I was someone, I'd just take those 50s and run. Do you think Alicia Silverstone remembers that she had a scene with Julio in her career? Do you think she remembers she was in this movie? Do you think she remembers who Julio is? I think uh, I think she likes to forget she. That looks there. that little boy or or, or man child reminds me of the one that used to be with Kid Rock before he passed away. I remember his name. Robin has a spray painted Robin on his bike helmet. This but movie's we, fantastic. But we don't know. That's Robin. We don't know yet. Like God, if I'm so trying to like if I'm trying to hide my secret identity, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a Robin on my helmet. Well, at least there's not a bat on her helmet to hint that she's gonna oh. be back. <laughs> and the best thing about this race right now is these people are racing in costumes. Julio started the race by letting off two balloons and shooting them in the air. Can't get more gangster than that. Paradise. Gangster's Paradise. Is this a Gangster's Paradise? Have you seen the movie Gangster's Paradise? Because I've never have. Dangerous Minds. Dangerous Minds. Oh, Dangerous Minds. I was trying to remember Gangster's Paradise. I've actually never seen Dangerous Minds. Since we're on the Michelle Pfeiffer tape right now. My family went to go see it because it was supposed to be like an important movie to go see. And was it? Well, my mom thought it was important. It's like, we have to go see Dangerous Minds. So I was like, okay. And I was a kid. Alright, I'll go. You know what movie we're talking about important movies about school that I loved? And you'll probably knock me for this one. The Substitute. That's really underrated. A lot of people don't talk about that movie a lot. Tom Berenger. Yeah, Berenger was killing it in the 90s with Major League, Major League 2, and then The Substitute. Uh, I have a soft spot for Freedom Riders, actually. <laughs> I've never seen Freedom Riders. I've heard of it. I've never seen it. <laughs> Hillary, Hillary Swank. Who's sponsoring this race? No one. I think this is like this is like the first. All right, here's a question for both of you: Do you take this race or the first race in Fast and Furious? Oh, first race in Fast and Furious. Fast down. and Furious. That, uh, oh yeah, I still. Oh, I forgot you guys are Fast and Furious. Nice. I, I love think I'm that. the only one that's like okay with. Yeah, the you're Fast the one that you're the one that's like lukewarm about Fast and Furious, and we're you know, like, yeah. you know what? We know what tops the first Fast and Furious race. Too Fast and Furious. Nah, man. Ludacris oh, the op- drawbridge op- and almost killed everybody. Oh yeah, the, the opening of Fast and Furious is awesome too. I guess, listen, I I like the franchise. My problem is that it's not a movie about racing anymore. It's yeah. like, dude. Well, oh, no, you can't be about racing. after If you're going to make like seven of them or more, like eight, nine, ten, like you can't just be about street I racing. Know, but it's, not, it's not The Expendables. I like The Expendables. It's just, it's just, the, it's just like that. That's the movie. Now. Also a suggestion, I think we should commentary uh, Fast and Furious. Oh, 100%. We've got to do the or, whole franchise or, eventually. Or, 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 
Oh, commentary on every single Fast and the Furious? Oh, well, no, you know, not in a row, but, you know, we'll get oh, no, no, we can pick one. We can just pick one of them. We need to yeah, we're picking, we're, me and guys are saying we're going to, we, we should definitely do a, uh, keep doing these Batman ones. Not next week, but continue going down with Batman Forever, Batman Returns, and yeah, 89. We got a lot of movies to pick for the special commentary. Yeah. It should be fun. Now, oh. how baller is Chris O'Donnell's feet? He looks like wow. the, he looks like the Jumpman logo right now. He did a split and grabbed onto two cross beams to save Alicia Silverstone's life. Dude's upper body strength and lower body strength is on point. But wouldn't you go all out to save Bruce? No, I would that not. Green screen though. Did you no, see yeah. that green screen? I'd be like, you only gave me clueless. I don't need to save you. Have to think about what it was like then. In '97, she was still significant. <laughs> well, would you? We're going back to '97. Who would we put in her place? Who was big in 97 that would be better than her? Uh, okay, well. Um, That's a good thought. I keep mistaking her for uh, Reese Witherspoon. No, actually a little bit. I will side with you on that. There are certain scenes where she kind of does look like her. Yeah. Vaguely. <laughs> 100%. Uh, I actually thought it was her until I reread the... You know what? In 97... I'm, I'm going... Here, like Nev Campbell and Jennifer Love Hewitt. I'm going to I'm going to get one that might be near and dear to your heart, G. How about Sarah Michelle Geller? Sarah Michelle Geller. Yes. So in '97, thank you for letting me like talk about Buffy. So Buffy, <laughs> Buffy came out in 1997. Also in '97 uh, was I know uh, I know you did last summer. She's also in that. And then uh, Scream Two came out, and she was also in that at the end of the year. Did she um, died in all those movies for the most. She part? died in all of them, but uh, <laughs> she has one of the best chase scenes in horror movies. And I know what you did last summer. What about Gillian Anderson? You think she could play a good Barbara? <laughs> <laughs> our, producer, pretty- our producer showed in there. Jen is going through a list of who's big in the nineties, and she came across Foxy Brown. That would be hysterical. Can you imagine Foxy Brown in that Vivica Fox spot? What about <laughs> um, what about Gwen Stefani? See that big in 97? Yeah, man, no doubt. No doubt, no doubt. Not literally no doubt. The group, no doubt. No doubt was like, uh, that was when they were actually making good music, too, before she decided that she wanted to, like, basically start her solo career, but still be in the group and change their music. <laughs> I, give, I give Mr. Freeze props here. He's making his uh, own little tribute to his wife here. Ah, and shout out to Jesse the Body Ventura. One year before he becomes governor of Minnesota, has a nice little role in here. Governor of Minnesota and uh, governor of uh, yeah, it's governor of California. Wait, is Jesse Ventura? Is he in? Uh, oh God, he's not. Is he in Predator? Yeah, I, I'm gonna guess he probably became friends with Arnold, and Arnold, Arnold got him this role. Thanks for listening. You can find our show notes and more at realtalking.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Real Chronicles. Love what you hear? Leave us a review and tell your friends. If you have a topic you want us to cover, shoot us an email at realtalkinc at gmail.com. Until next Monday, keep it real.